Welcome to the Midlife Career Rebel, the podcast created for high-achieving professional women to gain the clarity, confidence, and courage they need to go after and get the life and career they want. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Parker-Walsh, lawyer, social scientist, brand strategist, executive coach, entrepreneur, and midlife career rebel. Each week, you'll learn strategies to manage your mind, navigate the challenges of midlife, and take control of your career so you can thrive doing the work you love. So if you're ready to tear up that rule book and create your own, you're in the right place. And I can't wait to show you how. Hey, Rebels, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about why individuals and organizations once and for all need to abandon this idea of the career ladder in favor of the career lattice to advance career mobility. Now, I've already talked about a lot about the problem with the career ladder. And when we focus on the career ladder, how that often doesn't lead us to where we want to go, because it's really based on external factors and validations and not our own. But traditional organizations are still looking at the career ladder. They're still focusing on this linear path of succession from starting at one place and then gradually moving up, getting pay raises and promotions along the way based on your loyalty and performance. But that model is just outdated and it's it's created a monster, if you will. And the concept originally came about in the 20th century when the industrialization and growth of organizations needed a way to kind of standardize career paths and structure some type of development program. And the term career ladder was first coined in the 40s and became popular in the 50s as a way to describe this kind of vertical hierarchical structure of career advancement. But the latter is based on a patriarchal society system and ideas about survival of the fittest and competition, and that there's always a winner and loser in the rat race of life. And it's been used as a way to really motivate or hang carrots over people's heads to engage them in this competitive framework around work by providing a clear path of what advancement looks like and how you get rewarded every time you move forward. So much so that if you don't move up the ladder, then somehow or other you internalize that as if something's wrong with you, as opposed to something inherently being wrong with the ladder. And let's be frank, it's worked well, but it's really worked well for men. And it's done nothing but leave women and other marginalized populations behind and at a very big disadvantage. Now, it's clear that for women, there's always been a broken rung on that ladder, and it's remained unfixed, according to McKinsey's Women in the Workplace report. And for the eighth consecutive year, that broken rung at the first step up to manager has held women back. And for some women, there have been more than a few broken rungs on all the way up that ladder. That's why it's time to embrace a new approach. Well, not really new, but a new, relatively new approach. And the concept of career lattice emerged in response to the limitations of all the traditional career ladder approaches that women and other diverse populations have been told they have to follow or have been desperately trying to follow because they thought that was the way to go. It's gained popularity recently as organizations have finally started to understand post-pandemic that it's important to recognize the need for flexibility and personalized approaches to career development. Now, I've been an advocate for this approach and have not only coached women on how to master it, but I've also used it to propel my own career trajectory. And it can feel kind of scary to feel like you're moving across as opposed to vertical on that ladder. But in the end, if you know what you're going after, it will make perfect sense for you. 
As a social scientist by training and as someone who loves research, I tend to geek out on career development and organizational theories. Some in the field have attributed the origins of the career lattice approach to the work of two career development theorists, one Donald Super and his self-concept theory, and Linda Gottfriedson's theory of circumscription and compromise, which she developed about 10 years after Super. Now, these theoretical frameworks emphasize the importance of considering individual differences, experiences, and preferences in career planning. So this is not an external-based idea of how to go about what you want in your career and something that's really based upon yourself. And they recognize that you couldn't create or follow a career path in isolation or really by someone else's design without considering the individual's lived experience and the social construct in which they find themselves. So coupled with the increasing demands on the modern workplace, including the need for employees to acquire a broader range of skills and experiences, the career lattice approach, if done right, can offer better support for career mobility and growth for women and other marginalized populations. However, organizations must embrace the underlying assumptions of the purpose and application of the career lattice approach, which is to provide greater flexibility and support to the individual so that they can achieve their career goals, not what others believe or think their goals should be, not what you decide as an organization should be the plan, but what makes the most sense for the leader within the organization. So education on how to create a successful program will be required. So it doesn't become just another poorly implemented or executed policy and instead becomes a productive and effective way of advancing women leaders. Now, a career lattice provides women with a range of options for career advancement rather than the linear one step up approach that the latter traditionally does. And women can move vertically or horizontally exploring different roles and functions to gain new skills and experiences that will position them best for their next new exciting opportunity. Now, this will have significant benefits for organizations because when done right, the utilization of a lattice will improve the engagement and retention of women. It avoids the demotivation that comes when women feel stuck in one role or function without any opportunity for growth or advancement, or women find themselves in positions that they're advised to pursue because it seemed like their only or best option. And when women have more control over their career path and choices, and know they're not jeopardizing their successes, they're more likely to be invested in their work and committed to staying with an organization that's also invested in them. A career lattice provides more opportunities for women and others from diverse backgrounds to explore different roles and functions and also gain greater visibility throughout the organization, particularly when you're in large organizations and you often aren't seen except for in your own work area. And that can help to break down barriers to advancement and promote a more inclusive work culture. And of course, with the expanded experience in different roles and functions, innovation is fostered because you're able to develop new ideas and approaches because you have new ideas of pe from people coming into those groups. And when you have the opportunity to gain exposure to other parts of the organization and collaborate with colleagues from diverse backgrounds, employees are actually more likely to develop innovative solutions to new and ongoing business challenges. And when you allow individuals not only to customize and design a career path that is in alignment with their own vision and life and goals, knowing it will not hinder their progression, 
They'll be more productive, engaged, and likely to stay because they feel valued, respected, supported, and are finding a career in life that they actually love. Now, if you're trying to implement a career lattice, it requires a thoughtful and strategic approach. Therefore, I want to share some practical strategies that leaders can use to implement a career lattice and advance mobility within their own organizations. Now, my company uses these six key strategies to support organizations that want to implement this approach for career mobility and reap the benefits of decreased attrition rates. And this can also help you as an individual if you're figuring out how to engage in a career lattice process within your organization. So the first thing you want to do is identify and define what are the various career paths available, right? And determine what are the skills and competencies required for each one. So there's an opportunity to try different things and there isn't a roadblock just by seeing that there's no other pathways that are available. Now, when you do this, it really helps the individuals in your organization to understand that opportunities are available. So it takes the blinders off them thinking they can only go in one direction and they realize that advancement in a variety of ways is possible. You also want to develop individualized career development plans that identify purpose, passion, vision, goals, and the steps needed to achieve them. And remember, it's their purpose, passion, vision, and goals. Absolutely, you want to see how they're aligned to the organization, but you want to prioritize the individual career development plans. Now, this might include setting performance goals and identifying training and development opportunities, both within and outside of the organization, and seeking out trained sponsors, no, notice that I said trained sponsors, and outside executive coaches, such as our team, for example. You want to provide training and development opportunities to both upskill and build new skills and competencies required for cross-functional roles. And this may include creating workshops and online courses and job shadowing and coaching. And I recently just submitted an article actually to Entrepreneur that talks about how to utilize outside support to be able to build these training programs or these leadership development programs that really help to advance this agenda. You want to encourage cross-functional experience to develop broader skills and knowledge that will prepare individuals for the future and the future of work. And whether that means an organi- a person will stay or leave the organization, that can't be the fear. Because actually, if you're creating something that is amazing, they'll most likely want to stay. And you want to create a culture of continuous learning where employees are encouraged to seek out new challenges and opportunities for growth and not feel like a move will lead them to a dead end, right? Or lead them someplace that they can't come from or get out of. Now, this might involve recognizing and rewarding employees who take on new roles, projects and responsibilities, like doing such things as working on diversity committees or, or providing money and support to hire coaching support. Now, you also want to monitor and evaluate progress toward career goals, providing feedback and support where needed. So you want the individuals to feel like you've got their back. And this can help employees to stay on track and be able to adjust career development plans as needed. Now, of course, if an organization lacks the resources to implement a career lattice approach to career mobility, or there's any resistance to the process because leaders don't want to invest the time and effort required to implement this new approach, then you're not going to be successful. And also, some organizations may have limited career paths just in and of themselves because of their size or the type of work that they do, or because they're too entrenched in a hierarchical structure. There must also be support for implementing a career lattice approach to career mobility, and that requires buy-in and support from leaders at all levels of the organization and employee interest. 
Although from my perspective, traditional workplaces or those entrenched in a patriarchal paradigm will often find little interest in pursuing these approaches. But there could also be a number of reasons why it may be challenging for an organization to create this opportunity for you. So it's going to be essential to consider the unique needs and priorities of the organization and its employees when determining the most effective approach to career mobility. Now, to get started, I would suggest collecting data on your organization's current state of career mobility. Pay particular attention to satisfaction and engagement and attrition rates and and do an analysis of the data, which should reveal any potential roadblocks or barriers to advancing this approach. Once you've now analyzed the data, then you can identify goals, create key metrics that you need to follow, and review them to assess your progression or success. Finally, be sure to prioritize resources, right? You got to invest in things that are important and create a communication plan that highlights the program benefits. Now, when we do this work, we embed this crucial strategy in all of our consulting projects because without an effective communication and marketing strategy, you may meet resistance because of dissonance between your intention of the program and the actual impact that it's having. Also, be open to feedback and suggestions for improvement. You want to avoid inadvertently building a process or culture that only benefits the giraffes in the organization, or by that I mean just one population of the organization. And that's a nod to our Roosevelt Thomas's story of elephant and giraffe, something I've told for 20 years that really gives a great idea and picture about how to build a house that's really open for diversity. Now, while achieving positive retention and engagement rates should be expected, don't underestimate your ability to unlock innovation. By providing employees with opportunities to learn and grow, you're most most likely to see new and fresh ideas and perspectives that will make you more competitive in the marketplace. Listen, with women leaders switching jobs at the highest rates we've ever seen, and with the next generation of women readily prepared to do the same, Organizations that provide this approach to career mobility will help to address some of the critical issues and challenges that are causing more and more women to leave the workplace. Using a career lattice approach to career mobility will help to reduce biases, hopefully curb microaggressions and stereotypical assumptions because there's greater exposure across the organization, And because it will give individuals access across the organizations and that exposure to differing populations, you may create a greater sense of culture and community and inclusion. In addition, organizations will have greater flexibility to fit the changing needs and priorities of the women and other diverse people within the workplace. And the increased representation of visibility of women in leadership and other high-level roles within the organization can help to remove barriers and ultimately give women and high potentials way more opportunities than they may see in front of them today. Now, leaders, L&D, and HR professionals must partner to support the career mobility of their people to build a more robust, more diverse talent pipeline and improve their overall performance and competitiveness. Equally, women and women of color should work with their coaches and sponsors or mentors to create a professional development program and goals that will support this lattice approach to career success. It's a new approach, but one that positions everyone to successfully navigate the future of work. It's, it's maybe it may feel different. It may feel like something that's out of the norm. But in this day and age, it's required that we do that. So that's it for this episode. Now be sure to share it with leaders within your organization that you believe could benefit 
or to other women who you think need to embrace this idea of choosing the career lattice over a career ladder. I'll see you next time, Rebels. And until then, have an amazingly rebellious week. That's it for this week's episode. Hey, and if you're loving what you're learning, be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss another episode. Also, don't forget to read the show notes and grab the free resources mentioned so you can start implementing what you're learning right away. Finally, are you ready to unlock your potential and fearlessly go after the career and life you want? Then join me and a community of other high-achieving women in midlife, stepping into new levels of leadership, switching it up to do the meaningful and fulfilling work they're meant to do, and glowing up by creating the systems of freedom to achieve their dreams in Fearless, the Career Rebel Academy. You'll find the link in the show notes. Simply fill out the application, and together we'll determine if this is the right fit for you. I can't wait to see you there.